Well, that music likely gives you a hint as to what we are talking about first with Rick Forchak. Rick is on the line with us now. Good morning. Good morning, Jill. That is a great theme song, one of the best. And uh, you can get that in theaters right now. Yes, you can. It's Mission Impossible Fallout. And you know, Jill, just when you think you've seen it all, along comes Tom Cruise as producer and star, offering up a spectacular version of the long-running franchise that began with a TV series in 1966 with Peter Graves, Martin Landau, and Barbara Bain, which morphed into another TV series in 1988, and then the now six Tom Cruise movies where he plays IMF operative Ethan Hunt. I love the fact that appropriate homage is paid to the original. All the bones are there from the theme music that we just heard by Lalo Schifrin, which keeps us on edge from start to finish. It's always there in the background. It's very visceral, and it's just perfectly done. Uh, The disguises, the ploys to trick the bad guys into thinking they're not what they believe they are, and the tight, action-filled sequences that sometimes defy all logic but fit perfectly into the fabric woven into the threads of the very first episode of Season 1, back when many of this film's target audience were not even born. Well, this time around, it's a new twist on an old story. A highly organized group of game changers called the Apostles answer to leadership that is calling for a new world order. Its mantra is that before there can be great change, there must be first great suffering. And the greater the change, the greater the required suffering. The country of Kashmir on the India-Pakistan border is the target here for a nuclear event that will destroy the ability of one-third of the world's population to survive. The Apostles have bombs fueled by plutonium, and it's Ethan's job, along with his impossible missions force, to secure the munitions and save the world. Ving Rhames is back as Luther, Hunt's longest-lived associate. He has a bigger part here than in previous movies, and that's a good thing. Simon Pegg, back as Benji Dunn, also an IMF operative, and we get a new crop of agents, double agents and double-double agents, including characters played by Henry Cavill, Angela Bassett, and Vanessa Kirby. At 2 hours 27 minutes, this is the longest MI movie yet, but it has no time to drag, Jill. We're inundated with action, but it's broken up in such a way as to be less frenetic and more thoughtful. At the heart of the movie is Tom Cruise and all of his own stunt work, which is just amazing to see. I looked for but could not find any significant scenes where the action and the locales were faked using computer-generated imagery. Crews jumping from building to building, going head over heels in a motorcycle accident, flying his own helicopter in a stunt move that took him 18 months to master, and everywhere running, running, running are all as authentic as being there. The story is somewhat derivative, which is fine, because it's a great tip of the hat to the heart of the franchise. Although we don't know what will happen next in this movie, we know these people and we trust them. Except, of course, for the ones that can't be trusted, and there's plenty of those. It's a terrific film, it's a great popcorn movie with some brains, and an exceptional job turned in by a sensational cast. It's a don't-miss-it movie, and Jill, you want to see it on the biggest screen you can find. Uh, the rating is 14A, that's Mission Impossible, Fallout. All right, definitely want the big screen for that one. Uh, slightly different film, Teen Titans Go! Yeah, pretty different, all right. Uh, Teen Titans Go! and the subtitle is To the Movies. Now, this is based on the Cartoon Network series. Uh, The chances are good if you're much over the age of 16. You've never seen the TV show upon which this animated movie is based. And in some respects, that might be just a little sad. The Teen Titans are B and C grade superheroes with animation that's a step above Pokemon, but nowhere near The Incredibles. 
Uh, they feel as a group that they're not respected because they don't have their own movie like all the other superheroes, and they set out to right that wrong. Now, for younger kids, uh, there's all the scatological humor that, for reasons unknown to me, they seem to find so funny. And for adults, there are all kinds of inside comic references that will mean little or nothing to the kids. For example, giving Bruce Wayne's parents advice not to go down the alley with their young son after their evening at the opera. If you know your kryptonite from your speaking a name backwards, a campy couple of DC comic references, as an adult, you'll be just fine getting the kids through this movie, which is just long enough to be short. It's pretty funny stuff for the kids, Jill. It's a PG rating. That's Teen Titans Go to the movies. All right. Uh, What's happening over on Netflix? Well, Netflix uh, has How It Ends. This is a current movie. It's a Netflix original, a sci-fi thriller in which Will, played by Theo James from the Divergent series, uh, a father-to-be with a pregnant wife, played by Vampire Diaries' Cat Graham, is suddenly thrown into chaos as a cataclysmic event occurs that changes the world as we know it. Big cities are left in ruins, all power is gone, no cell phones work, communication systems including radio and television are gone, and there seems to be no rules at all. He has to travel cross-country to get to the expectant wife, not an easy task as martial law seems to exist in some places while total anarchy takes over elsewhere. If you wanted a location, Jill, that looked like the end of the world, what place would you choose? Well, this film was shot in Manitoba, largely in Winnipeg, and for some of the soldiers seen working roadblocks, they're actual Canadian Forces troops. Uh, The rating is 14A. Uh, How it ends is the end of the world, and the end of the world, it turns out, is Winnipeg, Joe. (laughs) Who knew? (laughs) And (laughs) we've also got uh, on Netflix uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah, this was huge at the box office worldwide. It's a Marvel Comics feature that has Amanda Waller, played by Viola Davis, at the head of a top-secret government project to overcome an enormous force bent on world domination. Her solution is to make deals with large numbers of incarcerated anti-heroes and could have been superheroes, all in one kind of restraint or another. If this disparate gang of talented but mostly evil individuals fail at their task, it is their failing, and if they succeed, it's the brilliance of Waller's strategy. The problem with this movie is that it takes on far too many characters, trying to acquaint us on some level with each one, and then moving on to the next far too quickly. Highlight of the bunch is Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, the baddest of the bad girls, and other powerful baddies include Deadshot, played by Will Smith, The Joker, played here by Jared Leto, uh, Panda Man, played by James McGowan. Once the action picks up, it's nonstop with lots of things blowing up. Uh, the rating is 14A, Jill, and that is Suicide Squad. All right, and on Crave, if you're a David Bowie fan, they've got something for you. Yeah, great documentary here. It's called The Last Five Years. It's from last year. Uh, prior to his untimely death, Bowie, the man who fell to earth, participated in the making of a documentary about his final years on this planet. He may have known that, but the filmmakers at the time did not, as they track the making of his two final albums, The Next Day from 2013 and Black Star from 2016, as well as the Broadway musical Lazarus, with music and lyrics composed by Bowie. And the theme of Lazarus was inspired by the Walter Tevis novel and the 1976 movie The Man Who Fell to Earth, in which, of course, Bowie starred. Uh, the rating is 14A. That's on Crave TV, Joe. All right, and on television, uh, Jason Priestley, local boy in private Yep, exactly right. And it's the second season of this Made in Canada crime procedural wrapping up tonight as Matt Shade, former pro hockey player, now a private eye, and his boss Angie Everett, who owns the detective agency inherited from her father, are hired to find an errant hard drive 
filled with highly sensitive information. Shade is played by, as you say, Vancouver-born Jason Priestley, while Everett is played by Halifax-born Cindy Sampson. Now, this series is produced by Global in Canada. It airs here as well as throughout the U.S. on the ION network there. So that's tonight on Global for the end of Season 2. The show has been renewed for a third season, Joe. All right. Sounds good. Something, a little bit of something for everybody there. You bet.